0: SCP-7450. L is for Lamentations. People facing their imminent demise will inevitably have a variety of responses to their situation. Some will despair, some will face it with a grim acceptance, some will lash out, and some, of course, will turn to a higher power in the hope that they'll be saved somehow. In the case of the SCP universe and an imminent apocalypse, the SCP foundation is often the only hope for humanity's continued survival, even if the public isn't aware of that fact. Sometimes, however, the foundation can do more harm than good, and the cure can be worse than the disease. SCP-7450 is an apocalyptic scenario where the foundation has to resort to an ace up their sleeves, and belief in a higher power solves the problem, but not in the way anyone would expect. SCP-7450 is the group designation for four massive humanoid eigenweapons that ascended to godhood on the 13th of December, 2028. The ascension of these weapons was predicated by the arrival of the celestial 981 Ajax entity, On October 14th, 2025. The end product of the interaction between the entity and the weapons was the utter annihilation of the entity and the rapid escalation of an XK class end of the world event caused by the cognitohazardous and catastrophic ontokinetic effects of 7450's presence on Earth. These eigenweapons range between 18.9 and 23.5 kilometers in height and are humanoid in appearance, with six large avian wings emerging from their upper and lower back. They have a single arm and hand on their right side, in which they carry a curved sickle, and have humanoid legs which terminate at the ankles, and are seemingly incapable of locomotion, instead moving by way of levitation, although the legs do move as if ambulating. Surviving descriptions of the Entities indicate other possible animal characteristics, such as claws, feathers on the arms and legs, serpentine tails, etc. They are named, in descending order of size, Pallas, Judith, Rachel, and Argeen. Accurate depictions of their facial features are infeasible to gather, as it's currently impossible to obscure images of the Entities' faces to a sufficient degree to allow for visual assessment, while also negating their cognitohazardous properties. Similarly, audio recordings of their vocalizations cannot be reviewed by sentient observers, as both humans and sentient AI are subject to the cognitohazards present in their voices. Since the moment of their ascension, Each of the four entities have been in constant, circumnavigatory transience of the planet, each moving at slightly different speeds. Rachel is the fastest, and transits the globe once every 416 days, whereas Pallas is the slowest, and does it in 468 days. Sentient creatures exposed to the visage or voice of any of the entities will immediately become compelled to follow it in its transit of the planet. Once an individual has been affected, they are unrecoverable, and subjects will make every possible effort to avoid anything that would impede their ability to join in the mass following of the entities, and cannot be deterred short of the total destruction of their body. Affected persons undergo changes over time to their physiology, as they cease to age, their bodies become more resistant to damage and decay, and their features slowly begin to resemble the entity they're following. They will walk behind their chosen entity until their feet wear down to their ankles, at which point they will begin levitating alongside other similar subjects. Lastly, they will mimic the vocalizations of the entity. And while exposure to these vocalizations by non-affected persons does not have the same immediate compulsory effect, they will nonetheless experience the same end condition after a short period of time. Obviously, this is about as veil-breaking as you can get. So, 0 051 put out a public notice on November 2nd regarding the celestial entity appearing over the south sky on October 14th. He introduces himself as Armand Katkatrian, an overseer of the SCP Foundation. They are an organization that seeks to categorize and contain anomalous entities and phenomena in our world, and have operated in secrecy for the last 200 years, maintaining our world's status quo. As of the night of the 14th, they are no longer able to maintain that veil. The entity that appeared over the southern sky, which they have identified as 981 Ajax, is a hostile extraplanar entity currently intersecting with reality. The disaster ongoing in Johannesburg is evident of this entity's catastrophic potential. There have been many questions about the tragic footage that has made the global news these last few weeks, and about the person hanging in the sky now over that city. They cannot speak with full certainty of their fate, but they are in their hearts. At this time the foundation is urging calm and caution. They understand that the public is afraid, but rest assured they are currently cooperating with world governments and other organizations like their own to determine the best path forward. They have technology that is not available to the rest of mankind and capabilities beyond what is commonly accepted as feasible they will as they always have stand as the stalwart shield between our world and the unknown a little over 3 years later o51 puts out another public notice regarding ajax but the position of o51 has changed hands he states that over these past 3 years himself and his predecessors have made every attempt to be as transparent as possible with the public about their efforts to defend mankind against the ongoing threat of Ajax. Today, he will do the same, and states that this will be their final communication. They have expended every possibility and all of their resources. They have broken up their containment cells and released every possible horror onto the world in the hopes of balancing the threat of Ajax. They have failed. Ajax will soon open its final eye. And they will not be able to delay it. In truth, they never have. O5-1 tells them to take this time to be with their families, and they have preparations in place that will, God willing, ensure the hopeful survival of humanity. These preparations are buried deep within the Earth and may survive the eyes of Ajax. Please pray for their survival, these last four mothers of humanity someday they and their children might awaken and walk again on an earth free from this nightmare. We're next given a series of journal entries from a foundation agent, Troy Lament, a recurring character in a number of articles. Date, May 14th, 2032. Got the news today I've been expecting for a while. Judith ended up too far east and passed over site 43. I finally got into the site AI, and got the same stream of nonsense as the others. It's not cognitohazardous itself, thankfully. A good canary to see if a place is worth visiting. Didn't sleep well again. I've got Henderson locked up in the cell a floor below me, but sometimes he just starts howling. I need to go change out the gag I had on him. I suspect he's chewed through it. Another letter in today from Sophia. Blessings are few and far between, but they're still blessings. Says she's down to just twenty-three, but they're still working. Twenty-three. I haven't had twenty-three in two years. She's worried about us. I didn't tell her about Henderson, but I told her it's still too dangerous to come over here. Rachel is crossing in three weeks, and we might catch Judith if she straightens back out. There's are still some stragglers up there too, ones who haven't caught up with the floaters. Maybe in a few months, we'll see. It's agonizing though, it's been a long few months. I thought at first having Henderson's voice would be enough to keep me sane, but since I snipped him, he doesn't sound much like a person anyway, and even then he's not saying anything that would be a comfort, just shrieking and gnashing his teeth. Seeing another person would be nice. June 3rd, 2032 We're holed up tight this week. Rachel is passing right now. The last week Henderson has been frothing at the mouth, probably because she's the one who turned him. I scoped him out a week before last just to make sure he was still good and tied up in there. Cell was a mess. He got out of his straps at some point and started scratching at the walls. He made decent progress and turned his hands into stumps. Maybe he thinks he'll be floating around on his wrists. Sound cancellation is still holding up. When we lost Site 08, they were about 16 meters down lower than us, and Palace still got all of them. That was a close call. I was on the phone with Harold Bates, and he just starts crying. I threw it across the room and stayed out of there for a week. When I came back, the phone was still on. Total silence on the other end. But, all this time buried down here has given me time to work. I found another one of the training satellites we used to use. It won't give us much coverage, it's only got two working cameras, but we might be able to get eyes on Argene. Haven't seen her since she passed Tokyo last year and went into the ocean. Computer keeps reminding me to check my update requests. Last time, there were eight sites reporting back. I know there are probably more than that, but even thinking about opening that file makes me feel clammy. Need to think about more productive things. I'll check the update request tomorrow. June 4th, 2032. Only three sites updating. I shouldn't have checked. Rachel is taking her fucking time. July 29th, 2032. I let Henderson out earlier. I don't think there's anything left to learn from him, and he was a nice enough guy. He's got a lot of walking to do until he catches up with one of them, but he seemed happier. Still writhing and screaming, but in a more pleasant way. First time I've been outside in a while. It was really nice out. Sun was shining, and It's starting to warm back up again. The sky was mostly clear. If I had to guess, most of whatever was left of Ajax has his atmosphere by now. Might be some left up there, but I didn't see any. After I came back inside, I just sat around a little. I've been trying to keep busy, but I don't feel like it today. Haven't heard from Sophia in a while. Thank god for Alto still sending me his daily updates. A picture of his face, once a day, every day. Not exciting, but it's something. September 2nd, 2032. Still nothing from Sophia. December 14th, 2032. Four year anniversary. Nobody responding to update requests anymore. We must be getting near the close. I went back and read the rest of this file, hilariously abridged. We had such high hopes in the beginning and then nothing. Planning committees and emails of encouragement. We made it out better than most. That first day they started crying out, we couldn't hear it from so deep underground. 64 sites. 47,000 personnel. Why did it take us so long to learn how to stay alive? We're paying a price for Ajax. Ajax. What's the point of the secrecy now? What's the point of the updates and the status reports? Who's left to read this? I'll tell you what happened. If you're reading this, then you're whoever is left than me. There aren't many of us now, if any at all. Maybe it'll be Alto. In 1996, we buried four girls at four different Deep well sites. A preparation for the end of the world. They'd had a close call with 239 and wanted to make sure they had a contingency plan. This is before we found 2000, so it became moot after that point. The project was more or less scrapped, but they didn't dig those girls up. I wonder sometimes if there was ever a meeting about it, or if they just forgot they were there. Anyway, they were buried under a mountain of sorcery and technology and given wombs that would operate for a thousand years. For three decades they were down there, until Ajax showed up and turned two thousand into a smoking wreck. Suddenly, we need another option, and look at that. Cain finds those four girls and starts the machines up again, and we have our parachute again. But then Armand tells the entire world about them as he's letting everyone know that we're going to die. All our best laid plans, all our world religions, suddenly only one thing mattered. Mankind had seen us calling real nightmares up from the bowels of the earth powers they had never dreamed of, and suddenly were telling them it's all over. Except wait. There are these four girls who can save us. What did we think was going to happen? Had we really not learned about what belief does? So they woke up, and that was it. Eight billion humans crying out for a god to save them. Eight billion humans screaming, Crying, begging, our city walls fallen and our idols smashed against the ground. Ajax, I don't even remember what Ajax looked like, to be honest, preparing to open his last eye, and people were afraid. We lamented our shared fate, and our gods woke up. But they weren't built to be divine. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. The Foundation found them on a street corner somewhere, cleaned them up, put 10 billion dollars of tech into them, and then sent them to bed. When they woke up, they were gods. They were 13 years old. Eight hours. We had eight hours, Alto. Eight hours to plan before Pallas cracked open her mouth and began screaming. Were they scared too? Were they afraid of what they'd become? Their first action was a reaction, I'm sure of it. Ajax came at them, and they scattered it across the atmosphere. Their next action was fear. Gods need worship, and worshippers. It didn't take long. They blew through our cognitohazard hazard defenses in seconds, like rice paper before a blowtorch. And now it's been four years half of us we lost to the sisters, another third to exhaustion. Tired, scared, defeated. They would put down their work, walk out the door, and then wait for a sister to come calling. I don't know what the point of this was. I don't know what we accomplished here. Did we succeed in our mission? Did we plan enough? Do we still have work to do? Did we ensure the survival of our species? I don't know. I'm tired too. We wept when the skies opened up and Ajax opened its first eye and all the eyes afterwards. We lamented our grim misfortune and prayed for an end to our suffering. Why haven't I gotten the message yet? Now there's nobody left to lament but me. September 1st, 2035 I hope it was easy for you, Sophia. I hope you found something like a new life out there. I won't be far behind. April 19th, 2036 My last journal entry. Out of food and the water doesn't work anymore palace is getting close but i can't wait any longer i'll die down here if i don't leave i can make it to site 89 and then to site 104 they'll have resources i can use and maybe research i overlooked if palace catches me then that's the ball game i'm not willing to give up yet but I can't wager the survival of our species against goggles that might slip or earplugs that don't work the way they should. I thought burning out my eardrums would be the hard part, but with the benefit of hindsight, I should have foreseen how bad it would be to take my own eyes out. Hindsight. A dark joke. I never truly appreciated the dark until now. I've spent too much time on this dumb shit to give up now. I don't care if it takes a life living in darkness. I'll figure this out. And if you ever get around to reading this, Alto, you can kindly go fuck yourself. Two years you had my heart leaping at the sight of a cardboard cutout. Motherfucker. No time to cry. Wish me luck. Troy All right. So, Ajax showed up in October of 2025, and we're not really given much info about this entity other than it periodically opened its eyes one by one and caused great devastation. Three years later, the foundation decided to pretty much bow out of the fight after exhausting all of their resources and ideas and sent out a message to humanity that civilization was as good as over. Their only hope, now, was in these four girls that were buried deep underground and pumped full of technology and magic. They had been down there for 32 years at this point, as they had been pretty much forgotten about since SCP-2000 is basically the go-to solution for resetting the world and restarting the population. Ajax swiftly destroyed SCP-2000, though, so the foundation turned back to these four girls. Unfortunately, the O5-1 mentioned these four girls as humanity's last hope, for really no good reason whatsoever. The power of belief has been demonstrated plenty of times across the SCP universe, and this combination of magic and technology with the desperate beliefs of billions of people turned the four girls into deities. They easily wiped out Ajax, but now are continuing to encircle the globe and mentally enslave every last human. What they plan to do with the humans once all is said and done is unknown, but Troy is still trying to come up with a solution, resorting to deafening and blinding himself to protect against the four mother deities. There's plenty of religious references in this one, as well as things like the names of the four entities themselves. The names correspond to the name of the four queens from a standard Paris pattern deck of cards, Pallas, Judith, Rachel, and Argin, an anagram of Regina, the latin word for queen. Pallas is an epithet applied to Athena, the greek goddess, while Judith and Rachel are both biblical figures. As a side note, it seems that the author, D.J. Cactus, is fond of this naming pattern as he's named four other entities after the Jacks in the Paris Pattern. Ogier, Lahire, Hector, and Lancelot. It's not often that the Foundation throws in the towel like that, especially after only three years and when it seemed like there were still plenty of humans left. And it's especially rare that they bothered to release public announcements about the apocalypse. but. Funnily enough, they may have actually doomed the species by doing so. That's of course overlooking the fact that the Foundation grabbed some teenage girls off the street, experimented on them, chucked them underground, and forgot about them. Maybe if that plan had actually worked to save humanity, there'd be some arguments there, but as it is, it's really just a bad look all around.